Hello and welcome back to Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews in print format, here in the audio podcast format on all podcast networks, and on YouTube. Today, we're talking Meg 2, The Trench, the follow-up to Warner Brothers 2018 Megalodon shark film. Jason Statham returns, this time for director Ben Wheatley. I feel like for me, this is personally a review where I don't totally need to mince words. I was kind of having this talk with some fellow film friends and then just film fans in general. Basically, the story around Meg 2 that I want to talk about in this review or whatever is the fact that the news that broke on Twitter yesterday was the Meg 2 debuts to a 0% score from critics on Rotten Tomatoes. And, you know, people took that and ran good or bad or otherwise, you know, they're like, oh, critics don't know what they're talking about, man. Critics just don't know how to have fun. And then there's also the side of me that's like, you know, it's like six people said that. There's six reviews. And again, the thing you guys got to remember about Rotten Tomatoes, and it's like, it literally, it's, it's such a frustrating format because people will point to it and they're like, hey, it's got 95%, man. What do you mean it's not good? Or what do you mean it's a three-star movie out of five? Well, that's exactly it. On Rotten Tomatoes, the way it works, if you give it three, three and a half out of five, that's a thumbs up. That's positive. That is a good review. And that counts towards that positivity rating. So if nine people out of 10 say, yeah, that was like a three and a half out of five. It was enjoyable, more enjoyable than not. This movie's got a 90% score on Rotten Tomatoes. And then Joe Schmoes will be on here like, oh, and see, you know, and I'm just going to use a personal reference because it's what I know, Batman, Superman, or Man of Steel, even they're like, well, look at that over there in the 50s and 60s, which again is heinous. It's unbelievable. But I'm like, well, you've got 300 to multiple thousands of people who were reviewing those. Or at least they had the time to kind of, I don't want to say earn that number, but it wasn't just an immediate like, oh, well, six people said Meg 2 sucks, and we're done. But in the age of sensationalism and anything goes on social media, that's what we got. So I personally saw the 6%. Barney Stinson style, you know, challenge accepted. I'm going to go to the Meg, but maybe I'm going to do something different when I go see it. Maybe, just maybe, if you use your brain a little bit. I don't know. This is just me. I was like, I know what I'm getting into when I go see a movie with Jason Statham and Megalodons. You know, I mean, it's not... The movie doesn't pretend to be some highbrow monster creature feature that also... I mean, like, this movie's got a little... Not eco-terrorism stuff in there, but at the very beginning, you know, you just get like an entire action sequence that's like Jason Statham says, screw you, save the water, save the oceans. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm about it. I see what you're doing. Okay, sure, sure. And then the movie pretty much proceeds as you would think it would, you know, and this time instead of one Meg, there's multiple Megs and there's other creatures potentially too. And this movie never gets bogged down in feeling like it has to overly impress the audience or feel like it needs to spell everything out in the sense of like, oh, but we got to have a really solid scientific base here. We got to make sure all these things are in a row so audiences can follow. So it's deeply detailed, you know, people were complaining about character development and, and guys, I'm like, 
this is sometimes the tough part of doing this job, I would say. And it's kind of why I've gotten away from doing star ratings or, you know, I give it nine out of 10 or whatever, because number one, things change. Your opinions change often. If you had to hold me responsible for every review I wrote seven years ago, you know, or even 10 years ago when I was in high school, you know, I'm sure I would probably tell you like, all right, yeah, I was probably just being too nice or I didn't have the heart in me to say, no, I mean, it wasn't a great movie, but I I don't know. You don't ever, there's like one or two movies where it's like, cool, I'm going to trash on this movie because they really just do not respect the audience. They don't respect anything as far as like a feature film goes. You know, if they're spitting in your face and insulting you, totally. There are times where it's just like this movie does not need to exist. People got paid to do nothing for this. There are a couple of those instances. Grownups too. I'm looking at you. We didn't need it. And I'm a fan of the first grownups, which is already kind of like a lackadaisical movie in itself already. But you now, I don't know. I don't know what good is going to come out of me just like pulling a Ben Shapiro and I'm like, I'm going to go on a 45 minute rant about the Barbie movie and wokeness and masculinity. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that. You shouldn't want to have to do that as a critic sometimes because it's, it's already enough work to do this. I would say just in a sense of like sitting down, sitting with your thoughts, trying to flesh them out. What did I think of this movie? What worked for me? What didn't work for me? Doing that on its own, I feel like is already enough. But for me to sit here and be like, all right, here's an hour breakdown of why the Meg 2 is the most unrealistic, ridiculous, you know, boring shark movie. Like, what what the heck is going on here? There was no character development. There was none of this. I was reading these comments from people that it was just like, what do you, I mean, I don't know. What do you expect? This is like that mid- 100 million to 200 million. I mean, granted, it's still a lot of money. Still a lot of money. The graphics look good in these movies, though. You know, I won't I won't knock them on that at all. I mean, the movie looked great. For me, this exists somewhere between, you know, you've got Sharknado here. Sharknado is where the bar is at on the bottom. But remember, I don't know if you were there when Sharknado first happened. And when the sequel started coming out, that was like an event that was online everywhere. The world is reacting to the most absurd thing that they've ever seen. And people were just having a great time with it. You know, I mean, I love the sci-fi channel. I've watched countless shows and movies on there that are just, you know, you've got Megalodon versus the giant squid. You've got every monster movie that you could ever think of any wacky, cool sci-fi thing, and they never take themselves too seriously. You know, they know the audience. They know exactly... For a movie called Sharknado, you're not going in for the plot. You're not going in because you're like, oh, I really want to see Tara Reid develop this character and fully realize her goals by the end. No. No. The same reason you're going to the Meg 2, you're like, I like Jason Statham, and I like when he beats people up. And he's a great action star and he's funny and he's kind of like smart. You know, he's just, he's got a great energy about him. And if he's taking on giant sharks, awesome. I'm not going to have to think too hard after seeing Oppenheimer twice. That's like six hours of intense. Like I'm listening to every single line that's coming out of your mouths because it's all important. And it was just so nice to be able to like, 
I can relax. You know, there's teenagers, there's families, there's everybody of every age around me here for the Meg too. And it was just awesome because people were laughing. People were, I'm like, there's, you know, there's a couple of good jump scares in there where you're like, oh my God. But the whole theater, like everybody felt it. It was like this really communal feeling akin to maybe what I'd had watching Sharknado and live tweeting and reading everything back then. But it was just like, you know, they drop your action movie one-liners like, oh, you're chum before they blow you off the back deck with a gun or harpoon gun or something, you know, and you know, you're like, okay, cool. Check. I was like, I need that. You need cheesy action lines. You got to have your callbacks to action movies and things. And so I don't know. I've also thought that the Meg two made more sense than I thought it was going to as well in terms of like, Oh, well, you know, there's this whole middle area before we get to the trench, this forget what they call it. Some sort of temporal convergence zone, but it's too cold. And the Megs and creatures could never pass through it. And that's why all the prehistoric stuff's down there and we're up there. And there's this nice little clouded layer in the middle making sure that we never get them up here. But of course, scientists are always pushing pushing the envelope. They're like, we got a Meg in hostage. <laughs> like, we got a Meg held hostage and we're learning and we're testing on it. And then we're also building deep sea exoskeletal suits so that we can go down into the trench. So we can go see what other crazy creatures are down there. And you're just like, come on, man. Nothing good's going to come from this, of course. But there was. There did. I thought there were some great little scenes. I, you know, Some callbacks almost to like you know, moments of Aquaman when they're deep in the trench with all those crazy dark creatures trying to bite. I'm like, you know, they've got to use some flair. And you're just like, oh, my God, there's so many creatures around them. It's horrifying. And I forget what movie it was with Kristen Stewart recently, but they're on the bottom of the seafloor and there's something out there and they all put on these suits and they're like, okay, we've got to do the, the slow walk in the crushing depths in pitch black darkness. And you're like, oh, this is almost like a little unsettling. I'm like, I know something's out there and you know, someone's about to get eaten or just dragged away or whatever. And I guess my only, my biggest gripe with this movie I'm sure, as is always the case, this movie could have been rated R, and I think it would have been just a little bit more enjoyable. I feel like we are at the point now where, again, I get it, PG-13 is going to make you the most money because anyone from 13 to 85 is going to go see it. And that's great. You know, you want teenagers engaged, you want them to see movies. But I feel like as people get desensitized further and further, generation after generation, I mean, you get the kids... The stuff kids are watching now, sometimes it's kind of horrifying. The stuff they're saying is horrifying. And obviously, we could go back 10 or so years plus and look at what teenagers were saying when I was a teen. But you know what? <laughs> because I'm older now, now it feels crazier or worse. But when I was 13, I could have told you, yeah, you know, the one thing that would have made Sharknado a little bit better is if it was like a little gorier. Or like, you know, show me this guy getting his entire arm chomped off before another shark chomps his head or something. I don't know. I feel like this is the area we get with remakes, reshoots, whatever, monster movies, you name it. We've kind of seen it all before. We've had it all before, and I'm just ready for that thing that kind of kicks it to the next level. You know? I'm like, there was a moment kind of like that Jurassic, uh, what was it, Jurassic World, or whatever the first one of the Chris Pratt movies was. 
where you've got that woman who gets like picked up by one dinosaur, dropped into a mouth of another, picked up by a bird, eaten by this thing that then gets eaten by another dinosaur. It was just like, what did she do to deserve that? But like, oh my God, like she's mega dead. And I, you know, I'm like, that's what these movies are. That's at their core. That's what they should be. So don't listen to people who are telling you like, oh, this is a critically, I don't know. I just, I'm kind of tired of some people pretending like you can't have movies that are made for acclaim, movies that are meant to be cinematic marvels that are, as Martin Scorsese would call it, film. And you've got to have something like this to kind of balance it out, you know? And I know that Martin Scorsese was also saying some of the superhero movies might not be filmed. And there are some superhero movies that are. But lately, I think a lot of people have been noticing a trend where it's like, wow, none of these things feel quite as big as they should or are, are not resonating with audiences like they should. So I don't, I don't know. But for me, I mean, you know, if you love the movies, if you love going to the theater, if you want to go spend two hours with nonsensical action and just great entertainment, Meg 2 is great. It's going to play well on TV at home, just like the first one did. But if you can't wait, I'd go see it. No harm, no foul on my end. I had a great time. It's hot outside. That was two hours. I was happy to spend air conditioned and sufficiently laughing and entertained. So we'll see what Stathan can cook up for us next when he comes back for another Expendables movie. But until then, thank you guys for listening. Subscribe to NT Movie Reviews. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Blue Sky, YouTube, wherever you get your movie news and movie reviews will be there. Thanks again, you guys.